0: Getting the best out of LinkedIn. This is The Learning Podcast with Ennio Sung. Welcome to this episode of The Learning with me, Eni, at Global.media. Media. it's hard enough to get results from your LinkedIn marketing when you do everything correctly. But when you make simple mistakes, you risk wasting your time, potentially killing your LinkedIn marketing stone dead. In today's episode of Learning, I'm going to look at the four basic LinkedIn mistakes that you must start making right now to get more clients from your LinkedIn. So let's look at the mistakes. So some of the mistakes I see are people who do the best to sabotage their chances of getting people to engage with them on LinkedIn. Some LinkedIn users actively destroy their chances of getting prospects on LinkedIn, whilst other users are at risk of ending up in a LinkedIn jail. And believe you me, I you want to get there. So, what can you? What are people doing wrong on LinkedIn? The first mistake I've seen people's LinkedIn marketing is a simple one: your profile name. I can't understand what some people don't get about entering their first name and surname in the right boxes when they sign up to LinkedIn. After all, there's another space to ask for your company name and details. The mistake many many make is. They use the company name as a profile name look you were not born as xyz and sons and you know you weren't born abc limited so it's obvious that that is not your real name so don't use that as your linkedin profile name linkedin wants you to use your real name because it's a network that promotes connections between professionals between real people but you may get away with using an initial but I don't recommend it. You may even get away with adding your company name to your name at the end, much like you would add a qualification like the BSC, or even a professional membership like CIPD. But be warned, LinkedIn won't like it. (laughs) If you use something at the end of your name, at least you can argue that you use your name if the time ever comes. The place to you use your company name is on your company page, not your personal profile name. LinkedIn has had a nasty habit of eventually getting around to almost everyone who breaks their guidelines, and they could easily ask you to upload your government-issued ID documents to verify your identity. When that happens, you risk having your account blocked permanently for breaking this very, very simple rule. So the second mistake that I've come across often is what I call outstanding connection requests. It's not amazing connection requests. I'm talking about connection requests that are unresponded to. See, whether you're a LinkedIn Power user that actually seeks connections with potential partners or prospects, or maybe alternatively, you're a passive LinkedIn user who only sends connection requests to friends and some people you've met. The chances are that over time, you'll send many connection requests that the recipients don't accept. These outstanding connection requests go into a list that LinkedIn holds on to. Not everyone knows that LinkedIn has a limit to a number of connection requests that people, know respond, that people have not responded to that you can have. The limit is currently 3,000. Once you reach that limit, LinkedIn will almost automatically restrict your account so that you can only invite new people to connect with you when you have the email address. So if you ask me, having to have someone's email address to connect with them is the worst kind of LinkedIn jail because you have to be connected to someone in the first place to be able to see the email address. There's a simple way to clear your outstanding connection requests on LinkedIn. Just go to my network tab. This will bring up the invitations page that shows people who sent you connection requests in the middle of the screen. On the top of this list of people who sent a connection request, you'll see a button that says See All. So if you click on the See All tab, then it takes you to a full list of people who invited you to connect with them that you haven't responded to. On that page at the top again, you'll see another tab that says Received and Sent. Just click on the Sent tab to see the outstanding invitations that you may want to withdraw. If you manage this tab correctly, you should avoid having your LinkedIn account restricted for having too many unanswered connection requests. Now, the third simple mistake that I see is people who use too many hashtags in their posts. I get the hashtags, make your posts discoverable on social media. Using hashtags provides tags that people would search for so that more people will be able to find your content so, if you want to looking for your services or your topic of interest. You can also follow hashtags on LinkedIn, which means that posts containing your chosen hashtags will appear in your feed. I think we can agree that hashtags are really important to your LinkedIn posts. And of course, we agree that you should use them. But the temptation is to use too many hashtags. Let's use as many as possible on all social networks. Again, you may not know that almost every social network has a limit on the number of hashtags you can use in a post. That's almost because Twitter has no limits on hashtags you can use. You can hashtag everyone if you want on your Twitter post. On Facebook, you can use a maximum of 15 hashtags per post, whereas on Instagram, you have 30 hashtags at most. Do you know how many hashtags you can use in LinkedIn post? Well, you can only use three hashtags on every LinkedIn post. Yes, three hashtags is all you can put in a post. He keep saying it because some people don't want to understand that simple logic. So you can use three hashtags on your LinkedIn post. I've seen it said that if you use many hashtags on your LinkedIn posts, it looks spammy. And LinkedIn best practice says that three to five hashtags is plenty. So while LinkedIn has specified the consequences for using too many hashtags in a post, I think it's logical to believe that if you put too many hashtags in, then you will not get the visibility and the reach for your posts. That magical algorithm will make your posts less visible, less likely to show up on people's feeds as well as the search results. Another common mistake that we can easily avoid is sending too too many connection requests. See, we know LinkedIn has recently severely limited the number of connection requests that you can send per day, per week, and so on. You'd be wise to keep within the limits. Otherwise, you're simply giving LinkedIn a reason to take offense and affect your account negatively. See, not many people know that there are many strategies you can use to get more connections without stripping over LinkedIn connection request cap. Now, you may want to listen to a previous episode, episode eight of the learning, to find out legitimate ways to stretch the connection request limits on LinkedIn. So it's so easy to fall foul of LinkedIn's nitpicking guidelines. They tell us that the rules are there to keep the LinkedIn community happy and to help us. See, that's something that many marketers on LinkedIn, like me, often question. Nonetheless, you don't want to make LinkedIn restrict or block your account permanently. So it makes sense to work within the guidelines and avoid making simple, basic mistakes that we've looked at today. It's a short one today, but happy LinkedIn marketing. So that's all for this episode of Learning With Me, any at global.media. And as always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please like, share, comment and subscribe so that you'll be the first to be notified when the next episode of The Learning Drops in a couple of weeks. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of The Learning Podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast to stay ahead of your competition on LinkedIn and head to global.media.com to find out more.